Hi, I'm Lawrence, and we're in a series in the book of Luke called Investigating Jesus. Today, as we continue in this series, I'd like to talk to you about Mary's song. That's found in the book of Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. Mary, oh, she was bound to be tired and exhausted. What? She had just arrived from a long, long trip and hadn't even had time to sit down. And as soon as she walked in the door, what happened? Her cousin Elizabeth began her proclamation of praise under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What a moment that was. Now, Mary's song followed right on the heels of Elizabeth's song. Tired from the journey? Well, you wouldn't know it. Mary forgot her fatigue as her trust in what Gabriel the angel said to her was being confirmed before her eyes. She knew now that the angel who had come to her wasn't a figment of her imagination, not an illusion, not a false vision, not some dreamy state of mind. No, 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 no. He was real. His message was that she, a virgin, would bear the Son of God. It was true. And so for good reason, she was overtaken by joy and a great desire to magnify the Lord. Wait a minute. That's just what happened to Elizabeth. She too was overtaken with joy, filled with Holy Spirit, and she prophesied. So Mary, you know what she did? She sang. And what did Mary sing about? Her amazing God. She used the phrase, he has, eight times as she recounted what God had done. Listen to what she said in our passage today. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He's brought down rulers from their thrones. Oh, but he has lifted up the humble. He's filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He's helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever. What? Just as he promised our ancestors. So Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. May God add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Mary sang. What'd she sing about? She sang about what God had done for three recipients of his blessing. To begin with, she sang about this. Firstly, what God did for Mary herself. God had saved her. <laughs> Can you say that about yourself? That highlights that Mary was a sinner, just like every one of us. And she needed to trust the Lord 
for her eternal salvation. Mary recognized where she had come from, just how a lowly, how lowly a person she was. You see, in the eyes of the world, she was nobody, poor, obscure, unknown, insignificant, of little purpose and meaning in life. And the very expression that we read, the humble state of his servant, it suggests that Mary wasn't even considered the least, what, within her own household. God often chooses the least person to more clearly show his mercy and his power. My daughter's favorite verse says it this way, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Friend, no matter how low you might feel, how empty, how sinful we may actually be, look at God cares about us and he'll reach down to us. He'll take us by the hand. He lifts us up and gives us purpose, meaning, and significance. And God will make us somebody and use us, giving us a full and meaningful life. When does that happen? How does that happen? Oh, it's when you and I, we what? Humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, James says, and he will lift us up. God had also chosen Mary to be the mother of the Messiah, Jesus. He had what? Regarded Mary, been mindful of her, looked with favor on her. No doubt there were others who could have been chosen, but God chose her. And the Lord showered his grace on Mary. Has anyone watching? You're, maybe you're just listening in the kitchen. Have you ever, ever experienced this incredible grace from God? I have. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says about this grace. Take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. I don't see many of the brightest and the best among you. Not many influential, not many from high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? Chose these nobodies to expose the hollow pretensions of the somebodies? <laughs> that makes it quite clear that none of you can get by without blowing your own horn before God. Everything that we have, right thinking, right living, a clean slate and a fresh start, comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the saying, if you're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. <laughs> That's the message uh, translation, and I think it's great. God was also mighty for Mary. She would have no problem singing about great things he has done. <laughs> she was pregnant, for heaven's sakes. It was to be an event and a method never before witnessed. A miracle was to be performed. The enormous power of God was to be demonstrated in the birth of Jesus through a virgin. And God performed this miracle and used Mary to bring the Savior into the world. Next, what did Mary sing about? What a song, eh? She sang about what God did for us. That's you and me and all of us. 
In the second stanza of her song, Mary included, of all God's people who fear him from generation to generation, what? We have all received his mercy and experienced his help. This is good news. Mary named three specific groups whom God had been, to whom God had been merciful. What? The helpless, the humble, and the hungry. The common people of that day, they were, they were almost helpless when it came to justice and civil rights. I'm speaking to someone now. They were hungry, downtrodden, they were discouraged, and there was no way for them to what? Fight the system. Have you felt like that? It's like no use. Some of you know exactly how she was feeling. In fact, others who felt the same way, they had a, there was a secret society of patriotic Juda, Jewish extremists. They were called zealots. They used violence to oppose Rome, but only their opposition, it just made matters worse. And so in all of this, Mary saw the mercy of God as he turned everything upside down. He reversed the order of things on earth. What? She sang, those who had nothing of this world received all good things. Look at the weak dethroned the mighty, the humble scattered the proud, the nobodies are exalted, the hungry are filled, and the rich end up poor. Friend, the grace of God works contrary to the thoughts and ways of this world system. And so at the end of her song, Mary sang about what God did for his people, Israel. God helped them. Did you hear that? He was on Israel's side. The people were enslaved by Romans, so they were frantic in their search for deliverance. Listen to this. To the point that many were turning away from God to other answers just to escape their oppression. They felt they had to do something. But if ever a people needed God to remember his mercy, it was then. And Mary sang, look at that the Lord had done just that. He remembered his mercy. He would help the people fulfill his purposes. And he would remember his mercy, did you hear it? And keep his promises. Friends, if it weren't for Israel, Jesus Christ, the savior of the world, would not have been born. This story concludes telling us that Mary stayed with Elizabeth until John was born. She needed the encouragement of her cousin Elizabeth as long as possible. Of course she did. This is God's design for all of us. Listen to what Paul the Apostle says. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. He also says, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, what? You will fulfill the law of Christ. That's what Elizabeth did. But now, it was time for Mary to return home to Nazareth. Picture it with me. At this point, it was clear that Mary was pregnant, yeah? There was no doubt that the tongues began to wag. After all, she seemed to just disappear, didn't she? She was away from home for three months and people were likely asking, why did she leave in such a hurry anyway? Oh, I know what's going on here. But God knew what was going on here. 
and he knew all, about all the people and how they were thinking, including her fiance, Joseph. What? So it was at this time that God gave the good news to Joseph and instructed him what to do. Here's how it happened. Listen to this. Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they enjoyed their wedding night, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. Can you imagine? Now, it was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, he sh chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so that Mary wouldn't be disgraced. Friends, that's love. While he was trying to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She'll bring a son to birth. And when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus, which means God saves because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring, bring the prophet's embryonic revelation to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew, which means God is with us. Then Joseph woke up. What a dream that was. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he didn't consummate the marriage until she had the baby, and he named the baby Jesus. Oh, what a story. So here you have it. In the middle of two supernatural pregnancies and surrounded by wagging tongues of opinion, oh, social media going wild, from judgmental people, we encounter what? The joy of Mary, joy? Hers was a joy that compelled her to what? Lift her voice in a song of praise. John Wesley was about 21 years of age. He went to Oxford University. He came from a Christian home, and he was gifted with a keen mind and good looks. Yet in those days, he was a bit snobbish, right? And even sarcastic, we are told. One night, however, something happened that set in motion a change in Wesley's heart. While speaking with a porter, he discovered that the poor fellow had only one coat and lived in such impoverished conditions that he didn't even have a bed. Yet he was unusually happy, filled with gratitude with God, and Wesley noticed. So Wesley, being immature, thoughtlessly joked about the man's misfortunes. <laughs> and what else do you thank God for, he said, with a touch of sarcasm. Ouch, that's, that's offside. Well, the porter smiled. <laughs> and in the spirit of meekness, he replied with joy. I thank God that he's given me my life and being and a heart to love him and above all, a constant desire to serve him. Wesley was deeply moved and recognized that this man knew the meaning of true thankfulness. So many years later, in 1791, John Wesley lay on his deathbed at the age of 88. And those who gathered around him realized how well he had learned the lesson of 
praising God in every circumstance. Despite Wesley's extreme weakness, he began singing the hymn, I'll praise my maker while I have breath. Friends, praise is a great response from you and from me, from each of us who has received the grace, mercy, and forgiveness of God. Uh, and mercy, what? It's chasing you and I down right now. Oh, I would hate to miss this opportunity for you to experience God's mercy and his grace and for you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Here's how to do that. Ask Jesus to take the wheel, be the boss, what? Be the Lord of your life. My friends, he is more than ready to do that right now. And it's very easy for you to make this happen. Here's how, from your heart, just pray to God with me like this. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Amen. Friend, if you prayed that prayer, I know that God heard you and the Bible says you've been born again. Would you please consider reaching somebody at Clearview Community Church? You can check out our website and find it out or reach us by phone, whatever is easiest for you. In fact, the phone number is listed on the website. Can I bless you today? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Have a great week.